Hello, everyone. Welcome to Right in the Nerds. Uh, I say, got a special one here for you today. Unfortunately, we are down one nerd uh, as Eli finds himself a tad bit indisposed uh, at the time. But uh, I say, this is Cody, uh, and sitting here with me is Ray BG. Such a good name. Need to figure out a better one for myself. Um, so. Today's topic, I think we're going to branch out and talk about Pokemon. We had already decided on this earlier in the week when we thought everyone was going to be available to do this, but I think we're going to probably have to do this again with Eli whenever he is uh, available at another time, because let's face it, Pokemon will be here long after we're gone. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <clears throat> like, they... They're never going to stop, so long as they can keep combining and making horrifying backstories for some of these things, they're going to be <laughs> doing this well into... <laughs> and, I mean, it's the games. That's what keeps people interested. I mean, the movies are good. Uh, the movies are great, but I think it's the games that keep, keep the kids buying the cards and, and buying the games. So. Yeah, and somehow we will still tune in 20 years later to watch Ash lose every major Pokemon League match he ever gets into. Except for here recently, he actually won one. I mean, 20-year dry spell finally ends. Congratulations, Ash. <laughs> Poor Ash. <laughs> Forever 10, or however old he is in that show, but just still a loser. <laughs> like, uh, with a heart of gold, though. He tries. He does. I mean, he and Pikachu, every time Pikachu gets the beating, he, he pulls, he digs in deep, and somehow Pikachu absorbs that energy and wins always found a, a weird amount of irony in that uh in the song you know the i want to be the very best I mean, it's, not, it's not about ash is it like we're <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know it's not about so hey um i want to kick my my part of it off right here talking a little bit about the history of pokemon in case some of you guys didn't know pokemon actually began in the 80s um, it didn't make mainstream until 96, so in case some, some people hear this, it's like 80s. I didn't know about this until the 90s. Um, it did begin in the 80s. Um, two guys basically invented it um, because they came up with the concept of Pokemon, which if you're a fan, and maybe if you're not a fan, if you just know a lot of Pokemon history, Pokemon means pocket monster. Um, the two creators, though, were, were um, two guys from Japan, um, one by the name of Sotashi Tahiri, Tajiri, sorry, and the other guy, um, Ken Sugimori, um, basically they were um, they had this thing going on called a magazine going on called Game Freaks, and they took that concept to both Nintendo at the time and Sega, and um, Nintendo decided, hey, I want to take the bite on this, and that's how in the in the '90s we got the concept of Pokemon mainstream. And this might make sense as to why Sega turned it down, because at the time. At the time, uh, Sega's track record was one of terrible decisions. So, like, uh, this was around, would have been around the time of the Sega Saturn, which is really what helped put one foot in the grave for them in terms of the console That's business. That's true, that console was not there. Yeah, so, the and this was in terms of, like, Sega coming through and being like, hey, this is a potentially a huge thing for us. Let's not do it. Like, it was, right. So... Good I mean, decisions that won't haunt them. Yeah, I mean, they, were, they made a good, I think for them, they made a good business um, decision because they weren't, this was a new idea and they didn't really want to take the risk, but Nintendo had already established themselves, Mario Brothers, 
still one of the number one games ever created other than, you know, Atari's Pac-Man, but Mario Brothers um, within the Nintendo franchise is one of the number one rated games out there. I mean, we have how many renditions of Mario now? Mario Kart. Roughly 400,000. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Mario's older than me. Yeah. Mario and only old. by a couple of years. Like, he's, I, God, even since the first time he got introduced as Jumpman, that we were all just Jump. like, yes, God. in love with him. Mario Jumpman Mario, I believe, is his full official name. Nice. Like, it's, uh, yeah. So back when he was cruelly abusing apes in Donkey Kong, which I think <laughs> yes, was the actual, that. that's the actual backstory of that, but getting a little <laughs> off topic there. But yeah, so Nintendo uh, decided to jump on this, and thus an empire was expanded. I can't say born, because Nintendo was already dominating the landscape. Right. But, like, this was, like, their acquisition of, like, another continent. Right, exactly. And um, even today, if you look in the charts, um, when it comes on between Mario Brothers and Pokemon and um, Zelda and etc., um, I know a lot of fans think Zelda is, is, like, up there with Mario Brothers, but to be honest, if you look at the, um, if you, look, if you go back and do history, Pokemon is second in the Nintendo industry next to, po- next to um, Mario Brothers. So that's a fun fact for everybody out there. Say in, in terms of sales, like it's incredible to think about. Um, I mean, there's there's no way you can hold a candle to just how much money that. Like, I hope those guys who created that get some kind of royalties because if not, <laughs> then uh, giving that to Nintendo might like they're missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars easily. Like, I can't imagine what that would feel like. That would be, yeah, I mean, it would be like George Lucas not having the merchandising rights to Star Wars. You'd be like, he would be kicking himself so hard today. So, Toothman, let's break this up. So, who, which one is your, what is your favorite Pokemon that I mean, you had when you were growing up? Are we actually talking about, like, my favorite Pokemon game? Or is Character. It, character, okay. If we're going character, then I am, I was always a fan of Squirtle. Squirtle, okay, and I mean, why, why is that? Uh, really, to me, he seemed to be the most useful uh, whenever you're going around to all the different gyms. So you have the Rock Gym, which is first, yeah. which obviously Squirtle has a huge like advantage there. Doesn't help so much with Misty, but okay. you, know, you can find a Pikachu in the Viridian Forest, whatever. Shock the crap out of those things, we'll get past that. Uh, you have the Fire Person later. Yeah. Granted, does not help you a whole lot with Lieutenant Surge, which I believe is the third gym. Um, but really, like, Blastoise also has a pretty good move set later on enough to where you can get a few. I think they only added that in later and crunch, like, dark moves and stuff. Right. To where you were still useful against other stuff. Um, but he seemed to me to be the most useful at, especially toward the later stages. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, you guys, <laughs> that's awesome. My favorite, my favorite Pokemon was, were, were the Quills. And the only reason why I said because I, I love plant-based Pokemon. Mm. And so um, you get the Quillian in the way he turns out, he, he later evolves into, um, was it, um, not, not play. Nah. He later evolves into, um, uh, help me out, Tooth Man. Can you help me out? I, uh... That's what I hate about the evolutions. I was, I was trying to segue to talk about the evolutions and I forget my favorite Pokemon's evolution. Yeah. The funny uh, thing is I can name the first 151 top of my head in my sleep but 
if you ask me some of the stuff from the later games, then I, I struggle <clears throat> very hard <laughs> to come up with what I need to. Um, yeah, so I cannot remember the quills. Um, what, Cyndaquil? And... Uh, Quilladine. Quilladine, yes. Ah, Quilladine. Yes. Okay. They turn into, the quills turn, evolve into Quilladines, yes. Actually, so so chestnut they call they turn to so it's it's actually yeah yes. chest spin then they turn to chestnuts when they grow older when they, <laughs> when, they when they grow older, um but yeah so chest spins not quills I I think quill was actually quill was was one of the characters I made in um one of the Pokemon games dealing with that but yeah so it's their I apologize all it's chest spins and they later grow up to be chestnuts so I li- I like those because they're plant based and. I always like the plant bases. Um, I don't really know why. Basically, they're they're. He likes Squirtle, and he turns to Blastoise. Well, I'm partially immune to that because I'm plant based. So right. So <laughs> I mean, you could kick the crap out of my guy. Um, which it's funny because Eli, if you were here, I know his favorite is Bulbasaur. Yes. Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur. See those, I do know. Yes. I can go through those easy. Um, but yeah, the uh, and it's funny because like I like those too, but I still. If I had to pick from the original three, mm-hmm. I would go Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. It would be my last choice every time. And is, I don't know why. Is a Bulbasaur sort of like, I know he's plant, but isn't he also like poison type? Can be. Can be? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of the plant-based ones can still move, learn moves like poison seed and yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Or spore. Well, a spore I think puts people to sleep. I can't, there's a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of knowledge that's coming up to the surface right now for me. <laughs> Yep. And that's the thing that makes um, Pokemon um, also awesome is because you have these these creatures they can evolve and, and become more advanced. They can have different abilities. And it's the abilities that make up the Pokemon, in my opinion. Um, There's a lot of strategy involved in a good Pokemon fight, too. Um, <clears throat> it's dropping out again. So one of my favorite things was always, like, you never know what you're going to get when you go into the Pokemon games for the first time, so you can't really plan that well around it. You can plan around the gyms, but it's the individual encounters in between. Yes. After you fight the first one, you kind of have an idea. It's like, oh, look, it's another bug trainer. Well, okay, I know what I have that can beat the crap out of bugs. Let's do this. Right. But it's also at the same time you have that panic mode, too, where you're just like, I am so screwed because I did not plan for anything <laughs> like this now. And... Uh, something that always gets my nostalgia going with Pokemon is uh, I was introduced by Red and Blue, and then I got real heavy into the card game okay. for a long time. Um, <clears throat> but something that always got me is when those random encounters do pop up, it was always somebody like, hey, and for some reason you stop dead in your tracks even though they don't do anything. Like It just looks like Metal Gear Solid, the exclamation point comes up and they walk right up to you they say something horribly asinine and then all of a sudden a fight starts it's like the social cues in the pokemon world are the weirdest things i've ever seen right like the one that walks up to you is like bicycle shorts are comfy and you're like okay that means fight like why (laughs) i agree yeah the dialogue that you have in in encounters or or sometimes comical is like are you just putting that in just to fill a space so then we can just fight or you just or do you actually try are you actually Trying to tell me something by saying, making the statement that you made. I mean, it's, 
I think it was just to me it, it was sort of like um an, an intermission right before you ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Except there's no like lead in to that conversation at all. Like, did we have this conversation before? Because I don't recall. And then after, like, let's just say that thank God Poker Centers are free. Because yes. afterward, after you kick the crap out of them, they're just like, fine, here's three hundred bucks, go away. And you're like, really? Like, did I just beat you up for lunch money? Like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> so it's definitely a little bit to get used to. Um, I mean, it's really kind of funny to think about if that's how their society works. Imagine what ours could have looked like. Mm, yeah, that'd, definitely. That'd be like somebody at a dog park whose dog attacked your dog, and then after it wins, you know, like, and you have to carry your dog to the vet, they're just like, are you going to pay me? You're like, <laughs> so the one thing I do love about the Pokemon um, franchise is it did ex- it did create other um, card um, games, other anime movies, other um, TV shows similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people play um, Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a similar fashion to Pokemon uh, when it comes to the card the card um, version of it. Then of course you have um, games like um, Yo-Kai Watch, which is to me mm-hmm. an exact copy of Pokemon, just different character. Right. Um, did Digimon come around the same time? Digimon, yeah. Different people um, yeah. made Digimon. But yes, Digimon. Um, there's another one similar to Digimon. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but yeah, so all those. So Pokemon created a new type of rock, paper, scissors game that, that apparently people love. It's addictive. So, I mean, even now you have your Pokemon Go. Um, like you said, Pokemon Blue, uh, Pokemon Red. I, I think mean, originally it started Pokemon Yellow and... Um, they, they basically even remade Pokemon Yellow. Like, well, it depends on how you look at it. Like, Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Red and Blue as Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care because they just combined Pokemon Go mechanics with Red, Blue, or Yellow. Mm-hmm. And I was more than <clears> fine <throat> to go back through and just kick the crap out of those gems again and just go back through. Even though the only things they changed were that uh, they added in a few different story beats. Jesse and James from Team Rocket okay. were also in it. Oh, yeah, with Mew. Uh, and Mew's then... Plastic. Yeah. <laughs> the cat. And <laughs> then the uh, Gary and Ash... Uh, well, sorry, Red and Blue. Right. You know, uh, who are not Ash and not Gary... Okay. Um, Like, they play parts in the game as well, although Ash only shows up. Red. Sorry, I'll keep correcting myself here. Red only shows up if you complete six expert trainer battles. Um, I believe. It could be eight. I can't remember exactly. All I know is you have to fight him after that, and it is... It's not fun. Right. Because, you know, he's actually a worthy opponent. Um... I think of what, but yeah, I mean, like that's that's how much lasting power these games have. Is they can remake ones a few years later with a few tweaks, and they continuously do it, and and, and they'll shoot out and and to co- make the cover story, they'll shoot out a movie, an anime movie, and it'll, it'll tell you exactly why this exists now. So I mean, that's the cool thing, and like like Cody, like Toothman was saying about um, this franchise and why why it's conti- why it's going to continue even before even after we leave here. So. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in my 80s. Looking around, like, my grandkids are going to be like, I've got the new Pokemon game. I'm like, God, they're still going. (laughs) 
It's like, are they still lazily naming them? And they'll just be like, this one's shoe. Like, yeah, which I guess that's borrowing a little bit from South Park. But, like, they, I mean, I, I shouldn't harp on them for that. They do get a little lazy with naming every now and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Mime, Ekans, and Arbok are the three that jump out to mind as being the laziest. I mean, Ekans is just snake spelled backwards. Right. And Arbok is Cobra. Although spelled more the G.I. Joe way as right. opposed to, <laughs> you know, anything else. Um, I mean, they. although the one thing that I got to say is as Pokemon goes on, the lore gets a little creepier okay. to a certain degree. And it's mostly in terms of the ghost Pokemon. Right. Like some of the ghost Pokemon were just people who retain all their memories from life. So every time you catch ones of these particular ones, it's just like, I can remember when I used to be an accountant, and you're just like, shut up and get in the ball. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. So it's a little weird. And it, then, oh, yeah, sorry. No, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but that's what I was, I, I mentioned um, Yokai Watch earlier, and that's sort of what, Yo, that's all Yokai Watch is, is basically people who have died and have been reincarnated as these monsters or these um Things that you can capture and then use just like Pokemon. So that I was just trying to make a segue there. Right. Even some of the Pokemon lore, when it suggests that humans and Pokemon used to live harmoniously side by side. And like, there's even some direct translation that said humans used to marry Pokemon and vice versa. Wow, and then there's, it, it gets a little weird. Like, I, can, I can't imagine where, you know, just somebody's just like, Pikachu, you're the love of my life. And it's just like. Now go battle. Right? Like, could you imagine, if communication is already an issue in relationships, how are you supposed to have good communication with something that can only say its own name? Like, do you understand it well enough, I guess? I mean, you could. They might have back then. That's perfect, man, because, you know, you guys guys have an argument, he's like, Charizard. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Except that one can honestly, like, burn your face. Or he's just like... I I hate it when you argue, Arbok, because you spit such venom my way. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the level of dad joke I'm going with on that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it gets weird to that certain point, but then if it makes you wonder when they used to live that interconnected, that harmoniously, humans start developing cities and tools, they start to advance, and the Pokemon stay relatively the same. Right. All right, like, how okay are Pokemon with having essentially become like a game to these people right in in the modern times because it's like well okay we used to live harmoniously but now you beat the hell out of us in the wild and put us in a ball to where we go to other gyms and fight and sometimes get used like the flintstones kind of stuff and do your dishes for you yeah it basically like i think you mentioned earlier uh well not on the podcast but when we were discussing outside of this um about um how they were enslaved a little bit it does seem there's some definite vibes yeah. of that in these games. And it's really hard to ignore after you've gone through so much history class where you're just like, I'm seeing some uncomfortable parallels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of the things um, also, I know we're not talking about Ash much and a lot of people who watch the anime, it's all Ash centric. Um, but then when you play the games or you play the card games or the video games, it's always centered on Pikachu and all the other Pokemon. Mm. But um, one of the things in, in that's sort of depressing with the Pokemon storyline is Ash. 
Um, and if you look into Ash's history, he is a kid that is a single. His father is not, I don't know what something happened to his father or not, but it's just he and him and his mom. And that's sort of, he's sort of the guy the kid has to go out there and not necessarily provide for his family because his mom apparently has this bang-up job where she's doing good enough to, to keep both of them fairly um, in a nice nice home i i think her and professor oak have something <laughs> going on on the side like it's kind of been implied but he still ash still feels that he has to prove himself and by proving himself is the whole pokemon thing so that's sort of why i'm not ta- that's sort of why we haven't talked about pokemon in the beginning of the, i mean talked about ash in the beginning of the pokemon thing is because ash is sort of a little depressing there because he feels he has to prove himself hmm. even though he doesn't because everything is taken care of but then he gets to go on a fantastic journey along with at least two negligent gym trainers. <laughs> like, let's just put it this way. Like, Misty does not have a job to come back to, nor does Brock, because that is literally job abandonment. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, well, you didn't call in for two days. Like, what happened? I went on a weird adventure with some 10-year-old who beat my ass with a Pikachu. And you're like, <laughs> why? What about that was so compelling? Like, the only reason your Onyx lost was because Pikachu set off the sprinklers. Yeah, water versus rock. There you go. <laughs> it's like you literally got beat by a fire suppression system, not Ash. <laughs> no, you did. And not Pikachu because he should have let you do someplace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. again, water enhances his powers as long as he doesn't get hit by them. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> I mean, walking into Misty's gym made a lot of sense because, well, Pikachu, he's he's got him some... Uh, Electric powers, and all of Misty's are water types, so that makes sense, you know? Um, they, the, uh, I'm trying to think here, the, the series was a little weird in how Team Rocket, like Jesse and James, could never seem to find another target, like, of Pokemon worth stealing, where they were always like, well, yeah, we have these other ones, but let's get that Pikachu instead. It never makes sense to me, because you have the Rachu, which is the same thing as a as um, Pikachu, and they were the same. Well, they were always obsessed with how powerful it was, because of their one encounter with it, and then all of a sudden, like, if you look at the rest of the series, Pikachu goes into these fights a lot of time, gets beat the first time, and not just any, like, it wasn't close. It was just like either Ash is a terrible trainer and he learns his lesson or Pikachu was not the right Pokemon for that fight anyway. And uh, so they they learn. There was plenty of times Ash brought up Pikachu and it's like, are you serious, dude? He's going to get destroyed. Yeah, so like the Team Rocket never learns that lesson, though. It's just quite literally like, this is a pretty average Pikachu. Right. Like if we're really going to go down to it, it's like... he can be outmaneuvered by a better trainer. Um, it can be outmaneuvered by just, I mean, Lieutenant Sergius Raichu absolutely destroys it until Ash was like, well, it never learned agility. And you're like, yeah, but agility doesn't hurt stuff. It just makes you a little faster. But okay, we'll, we'll go with it. But then again, is that Pikachu's fault or is that Ash's fault? Because, I mean, Pikachu was presented as, for Ash, as this, oh, he can be anything. But at the same time, Ash wasn't, really using Pikachu to his fullest abilities. So uh, was that really Pikachu's fault or was it Ash's fault? That's a very good point. <laughs> and uh, given what we know about Ash's track record and winning, Ash's fault. Like, that seems like a pretty cut-and-dry case. Because, <laughs> I mean, 
I don't think that I've seen them because apparently Pikachu can evolve. I've never seen Pikachu evolve under Ash. It, maybe it's happened in the anime. Maybe it's happened um, yeah, never has. in the games. But I I know Pikachu can evolve, but I've never seen him evolve. They also suggest in the series, though, that Pokemon can actively resist evolving. They don't, like, if they don't want to, like, that, that Kakuna might stay a Kakuna forever if he's bullheaded. Right. And no matter what kind of mind control gym badge you have that makes them obey up to a certain level, which is... I, I really want to know what goes into those. I really do. Like, that is some heavy psychotropics or something <laughs> that is just like... <laughs> that yeah. Charizard's not paying attention to you? Here, take this. He'll do anything you want to now. Like, all right, Charizard, backflip. <laughs> I say jump, you say Charizard, which means how high. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, so it, it definitely gets weird from that aspect. But yeah, Ash, I, I don't know. Like, it's, the funny thing is, though, is, like, it's great to follow Ash. He's a good character. I honestly want to see him succeed. It gets frustrating when he doesn't, which is actually something that's kind of weird to the series because it almost feels like a punishing relationship. You want to see him succeed so bad, but he never does in the Pokemon League until here recently when he finally wins a match, at least. Right. That you're like, can you just give him this one? Right. Well, so <clears throat> we sort of missed it, and this is probably my fault because I sometimes introduce things and, and forget to continue to talk about it. I, when I was talking about the, I mean, like Inquilion, I forgot to introduce other easy characters to find when you first play Pokemon. Mm. So you have the chest pins, which is my favorite. Mm. You have the um, Frogadier, which <laughs> to me are the best because those things can turn to ninjas, depending oh, yeah. on how you evolve it. Um, you got the Mutastic, or the Mustic, which turns to a Mutastic later. You got the Braxian, which, besides Charmander, is the best fire base, in my opinion, uh, Pokemon. Um, you have the <clears throat> Fletch Finders, which I don't, I don't like, I don't like bird-type Pokemon. For some reason, that's, those are not my favorite Pokemon. You got, um, Pancham, which I sort of like Pancham, but, mm. Um, you have the Pyros, um... Of course, you got um, Charmeleon, which turns to charge a lot later. Um, Go Goat. Um, the Pan Sages. Now, Pan Sages are awesome because you have different types of Pan Sages. Um, I'm not getting into that right now because <laughs> that goes crazy. Are those the ones that look like um, monkeys? monkeys? Yes, I remember those. Pan, you have you can Pan have Seer, Pan Sage. Right. They can yeah. They can be um, fire type. They can be plant type. They can be rock. I don't know if they can be rock type, but I think it's normal type. They can yeah. The, the only one that I can remember, as far as a Pokemon goes, that has an ungodly amount of uh, evolution that you can actually... Well, I guess it only you can only evolve it once, but it is so diverse, is Eevee. Eevee is the best, yes. yes. Yeah, like uh, Jolteon is my favorite electric type. If you're playing the games and, and, you're, and you're, evolve, you're trying to evolve a Pokemon, get an Eevee, get an Eevee because Eevees, you can make them dark, you can make them... Um, psychic. psychic, plant, fire, it's it's insane. So those to me are the best um, yeah. Pokemon to have as a trainer. Oh my god, I can't. That was one of the things I did on uh, Pokemon Go. Was I got every Eevee type that they had on yeah. there as soon as I could. Um, yeah, like I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm an Eevee fan. Yeah, like, no, I'm definitely. A... Eevee is like the best. Um, 
ironically, Evie for Evolve, but whatever, or Evie for First, whatever. Right. You go into all those <laughs> those little background channels there when you deal with, with the Evies. Um, the other ones, though, um, that are pretty cute, pretty cool are the um, Mew, Mewtwo, Mew. Um, Mewtwo being one of the notorious, used to be a bad guy, but now it's sort of the hero <laughs> in the Pokemon world. One of the heroes in the Pokemon world. Yeah, I mean, even in the Detective Pikachu movie, it's like, you know, you've taught me that humans can be good. It's like, okay, so wait, we were helping you this whole time when you were still, like, on the fence about whether you wanted to kill us? You should have thought this through, I guess. But yeah, so the other thing about Pokemon that's interesting is because if you notice with each um, title brand, like yellow and green or red and blue, you always had the bad guy. And they normally use those titles to introduce um, either a new power or or they, they'll have one power stronger than any other Pokemon powers. And so that's sort of been a common theme throughout all the Pokemon um, card games, movies, um, video games, is that with each title they come out with, there'll be one type that'll be stronger than the other. Um, recently, they come out with Sword and Shield. And so you have, um, it's two, two, it's the same game, but two different versions. And both those powers are powerful, but they equal each other out when you're fighting each other. Yeah. So... They always have that one mega Pokemon, you know, that's like the the world ender mm-hmm. in all of these. And one of them, I, I want to say it was X or Y, mm-hmm. is uh, one that literally, they it, say, created life. Then it was a fairy and uh, fairy type and something else. It was, I can't remember, like, I just remember it was Veltal for Y, and mm-hmm. then I can all I know is they they were supposedly like they created life in this universe, and you're just like, why can I catch it? Exactly. Like, why are we doing this? Why do I own it? So now, at the end of those games, your character has become Death, Destroyer of Worlds, and or just actually just Giver of Life. So not necessarily you could be either Death or Life. Like you literally have the universe at your fingertips at the yes. end of that game. Um. Yeah, so that that turns into a weird like ethics question of how much power should one person have uh, strapped to his belt on a tiny little ball. But or better yet, like why? Like if you had that thing, why would you ever put it in the PC? <laughs> I actually own that. I actually own that Pokemon yeah, X and Y. Mm-hmm. That was my um first 3DS title. I want to say yeah, X. Yeah, I had it on 3DS. As a matter of fact, it might have been. Yeah. And I think it was, I think that was fairy type and darkness. Yeah. I think that was, cause that was, yeah, because the, yeah, the, the main creature that you could get that was like, um, healing here, it was a deer with fairy powers. Yeah. And then the bird creature was darkness. Yeah. And I had, I had yeah. the, I had Y. So the Y was the bird one. Yeah. And I had X. So, hey. <laughs> there we go. There you go. We balanced each other out. Let's. <laughs> But yeah, that was like 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 Toothman was saying. That's why would you be able to own those <laughs> if they one created the if they both create the universe or one of them create the universe? That's insane. Just think of how weird that is that they would even I don't know like how what they would allow themselves to be caught. Even that seems like a willing move for right. something that has that much power. Right. Where it's like, eh, we're a little weak. We've been in hibernation, but you seem a good sort. Right. I'll follow you. Maybe it was because you had the gym badges. It makes them obey. <laughs> <laughs> the most powerful beings in, in, in the world, and you can obey them with a gym badge. Come on. <laughs> I mean, so long as you slap them around a little bit first and tell them, like, 
you need to get in here. This is your home now. And they're like, well, you know, maybe it's not so bad. So Toothman talks about that. And I think X and Y came out in 2013. Yeah. And the fun thing about that is that was still being developed by Game Freak, who were the original creators of Pokemon. And during that time period, 2013, I remember um, 3DS... Nintendo used to have a um, through the 3DS. You can go on to like their online sites and stuff. They used to have tournaments, uh, Pokemon tournaments on online, or you can go to a specific um, located a center or something. They used to promote these tournaments where you can actually play the game in real time, or you could play it online against each other and get money. So that's how big this franchise is. You can make money off of a game that was originally a card, originally a card game. And this was my. Pokemon in general was my first introduction into um, like multiplayer from separate consoles. Like, uh, so, I mean, I guess I shouldn't, it's a Game Boy, it's a handheld, but I was one of the few kids at my school who actually had a link cable. So I could trade, yeah. I could, you know, link our Game Boys up, we could fight. And I did. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I was the first person I knew to get all 150. Yeah. Like, no problem. Um, just because I had those capabilities, but like it introduced me into that wider world of it, which then, as we see now, has evolved into, well, MLG stuff. Like essentially, like you're getting paid to win tournaments. You're, yes. Like everybody wants to be the best. I'm pretty sure I'd be the ash of that world. I <laughs> I'm not winning any. <laughs> not right. Not in the beginning. I'm not getting past the first round. And. <laughs> This also was a period, too, because of the whole online. Uh, so online trading of Pokemon, um, trading of Pokemon period has been a money money game, but you can online trade as well, and that was a money game. And Nintendo actually had to um, curb that because people were using cheats in order to evolve. <laughs> so in Pokemon, in some of the earlier editions of Pokemon, like the Game Boy Pokemon games, um, and I know we're talking more about games right now, but um, there was, I forgot which Pokemon series was released, but they had these unique, special, rare Pokemon that you can get, and they called them virus form Pokemon. And the reason why they called them that is because they, whenever you get the animation, it was all warped. But they had some power, they, had, they could choose any power, they could choose any power sets as well. So um, when X and Y came out and people were trading online, trading um, Pokemon eggs, you could, there was a specific, specific way you could cheat in order to create these rare forms. And so Nintendo actually had to put a lockdown on that. So that's another fun, interesting fact about XY. And XY also brought us out the Mega Evolution, which is something, um, mm. like all Pokemon can evolve, but a Mega Mega Evolution took them to one, well, it was at that point in time, their final form, which basically gave them more powers and they could do more special moves and they were bigger than they normally are. But it was temporary, right? But it was temporary, yes. And you had to have a specific watch that had some type of um, life creation. <laughs> I can't explain it, but basically it it, it it pushed them to the limits of their evolution and made them stronger. And, and now in the newer game, which just came out, Sword and Shield, I think they have another form of this. Yeah, it's essentially <laughs> a... I can't remember what it's called. It's not a mega evolution, but it's like a enlargement, essentially. Like mm. your Pokemon can all of a sudden turn into Kaiju. And, uh, yeah, so, like, they just get huge and fight, and that's from what I understand. I could be horribly wrong about that. Might want to look it up, because I have yet to play Sword and Shield, because I'm a terrible fan. But, um, 
Yeah. I so haven't bought that series, so you're when, not a terrible fan. When I saw that, when they introduced that, I'm like, oh, wow, this is dumb. Like, that was my first thought. I couldn't help it. My cynicism just jumped right out <laughs> to the point where I'm just like, must we have another Mega Evolution? Is like, Or is this the proposed, like, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian sequel to the whole Mega Evolution thing? Is it really needed, or are we just doing it because we feel like we have to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, so in X and Y, I know that it was limited um, time that they can be um, Mega Evolved, but also it was not everything could Mega could Mega Evolve. So I don't know about this new and sort and sure whether or not they can all yeah. evolve that way. So, which I think I mean, I, I could be because like I, I think they kind of introduced it anyway in Smash Brothers because Jigglypuff's Ultimate mm. Smash was always growing huge. Mm. So I almost feel like they took that idea and ran that way with it. That's possible. Um, or so they, or it could be just be that Jigglypuff is a gigantic effing puffball. Yeah, it looks like they still have the challenge, the um, competitions going around. They're international. God, I don't doubt it. I mean, <laughs> they, uh, they, that's never gonna die. Like it's gonna be. Oh God, I can't wait to start watching that on ESPN. <laughs> I really can't. Like they have Rocket League on ESPN. Yeah, like, I was about to say. Not? Yeah, yeah. They might as well. I mean, that's 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 what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna move to anyways, especially. In the gaming in the gaming industry, everything is trying. They're trying to push everything now to three D. So Kinda, it's going to happen. Whenever I watch those things, I always want some kind of presenter who is just jaded about the fact that his career in broadcasting has led him to the point where he's calling Pokemon matches. You know, like wouldn't it be funny to see Skip Bayless doing that just at one point, just like just horrible, Skip horribly Bayless. yeah, just horribly <laughs> angry about the fact that he's even. It's like, and now we got another Jigglypuff. Great. <laughs> it's like, you could almost see him reaching for the flask under the counter. Right. But, no, I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like, I know I've seen Rocket League on television. I've I've tuned in and watched um, some of the Korean StarCraft leagues before, too. Like, it, it's only a matter of time. And even the Olympic Committee announced a few years ago that they were looking at esports. Okay. It'll never happen. About the time that they were just like, all right, we've got the javelin throw here uh, that's going to be coming up at this point on NBC. You can watch the results of that here. And right after that, Fortnite. Like, wow. it's just never going to happen, I don't think. There would be way too much outcry. But I have been pleasantly wrong before about a lot of these things. I mean, you know, it stands to reason we could be watching, like, sports seasons centered around some of these kind of leagues. Okay, so, Toothman, how many Pokemon games out there do you think there have been since since 96? I lost track at 401. Um, <laughs> <I> <laughs> there has to be at least... We're talking about offshoots and everything like that. My guess is upward of 40. Yeah, that's about, that's, yeah, 30, 40, is, that's about right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. right. The one thing that I didn't know um, when it comes down to video games, um, like like I said earlier, '96 is when uh, Pokemon card games started out. But the first Pokemon video game um, was Pokemon Yellow, and I know that should have been '96 because it Yellow Yellow was was released as a card game in '96. But the actual first Game Boy game, because that's yeah. 
that was what brought it out was in 98. The actual 1996 release of a game um, that I that I found was actually Pokemon um, Green. <clears throat> so wait, I thought Red and Blue were the first ones. Hey, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, they, okay, they could have been the first American. I'm doing spot check research. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, they could have been the first American releases, though, too. So that, that's true, that's true. So actually, no, you're right. I apologize. Pokemon Red and Blue, 96, was the first Game Boy release of Pokemon series. Yep. Yes. We'll say it's, what, second or third grade was a very magical time for me because of that. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't. I mean, I can remember, go, like, playing that, trading, getting the cards, like, yeah, all out in the schoolyard. Like, it was... Watching somebody bust out that Charizard card was... Charizard was God when it first came out, yes. Yep. <laughs> I had three that I can remember. Like, you know, you, you bust out that first holograph Charizard, and it's like, all right, who's ta- who's, you know, who wants to fight? Exactly. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, screw you, man. I can't do... Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's crazy. So, and then... Well, it was red, blue, all the you know both simultaneously released. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that was fun trying to convince your parents. It's like, oh, there's another Pokemon game already. No, it's the same one, but there's different Pokemon in it. Right, like, exactly. So why am I getting that for you? Because there's different Pokemon in it. Right. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, they, they still use that model even today. If you look at um, X and Y, um, Sword and Shield, you buy. A, you can get some of the same ones, but the rare ones are only on the specific um, brand, of, like the specific title. So that's another thing that they've used in order to monetize um, Pokemon in the gaming world. Yep. And then, I mean, all the features they've added in over the years too. breeding, that was an interesting one, um, where you have some of your babies like Pichu and, uh, well, I can't think of some of the other ones, right? I just remember Pichu. I was horrible at breeding, so I can't help you there. <laughs> I tried to breed. I was, I was trying to make some um, better Pokemon as a breeder in X and Y, and I, I slept at it. I apologize. <laughs> no, I I never got that far into it. Like There was that portion for me It's like, I am not wanting to do this at all. Oh, here we go. Here's another lovely listing here. Thank you to Danielle for that. Uh, we have Cleffa, which is a baby Clefairy. Smoochum, which is a Jinx. I do remember that one. Um, which, God, that's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> Igglybuff. I wonder if you can guess which one that's supposed to be. I was horrible at breeding. <laughs> Ele- Elekid, which is Electabuzz. Magby, Magmar, and Tyrogue, which... For some reason, there's an X through that one on that picture, but I can remember that's Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Those, I, I do love some of the fighting types, like Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Um, God, so much. I mean, they've done everything from your RPG battlers to puzzle games to... Weird mobile games. I'm not counting Pokemon Go in that. Pokemon Go is an amazing mobile game. 
which ironically was outlawed to use on military bases because it had a GPS <laughs> assignment to it. That's true. <laughs> oh, way to go, Niantic. <laughs> Although, I, I enjoyed Pokemon Go for the irony uh, of some of it, where it's like whenever you would go... <clears throat> like, I visited a hospital at one point, and yeah. I decided to turn it on, which I think shows you a lot about my head state anyway. Like, I don't think it's a good <laughs> idea to do that. And uh, all of a sudden, a bunch of ghost types pop up. I'm like, oh, this is not a good day to be here. In a hospital with ghost types? That's, that's, that's weird. That's ironic, but it's weird. Yeah, where it's like, I definitely, this is not the place I want to be at right now because of this. Like, Dude's man catching souls. <laughs> right? Like, I, And as we know, because of some of the Pokedex entries, some of those are human souls you're capturing <laughs> and uh, forcing to uh, fight. Yep. They have all their memories of when they were, you know, what they did in their day jobs back in the day. Oh, yeah, Munchlax. There's another baby right there. Snorlax baby. Yeah. But. Oh, dang, Cody. This sounds like a, a start of a new movie. Pokemon Souls. Oh, God. <laughs> they could practically do, like, an event horizon with Pokemon. Some of those things are, what was it, the Drifloon, where it's like it waits for kids to grab onto its string or whatever yeah, that hangs off yeah. the balloon and then floats away with them? Oh, it memories, it memories. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it practically. You can almost hear a Drifloon instead of just saying its name. It's like, hi, Georgie. Like, what? We all float down here. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> the kid, as he's flying off, you'll float too. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow, I never actually thought about that. So, yeah, there we go. Pokemon is so universal that it can cross over into uh, Stephen King. There we go. There you go. I mean, they even have the one that's a haunted stump, basically, of, like, kids who died from wandering the forest, and somehow their way of getting a new lease on life is to come back as a haunted fucking stump. That's creepy. Hey, didn't you say something? Off off mic, we were talking about, um, you were mentioning a ghost type (laughs) in... Something else that can make a human baby or something like that? Uh, no, supposedly in the arc, the Arca- Arceus, Arceus, I can't remember. Um, it, it, it talks about how I think a Mr. Mime and a Jinx came together and uh, made a human baby. That's crazy. So, so basically humans are jinxed? <laughs> I, I guess. And it always works with my theories that Mr. Mimes were always just people that for some reason, we're just way too into character, and people are like, this can't be a real person. It has to be a Pokemon, and somehow a Pokeball worked on it. Wow. Like, like that that was always my thing. It's like, mimes were banished from society, right. <laughs> became feral somehow, never dropped character, never reintegrated, and that's that's where you get it from. So, you speaking about Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime, in the movie um, Pokemon Detective, was my hero. <laughs> I loved him. And the reason why I say that is because the fact that you could pantomime under Mr. Mime's control and create a vehicle and drive in, in air, that was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely love Mr. Mime in that movie. However, that's one of those things where I'm pretty sure if I was a beginning Pokemon trainer mm-hmm. and I was out in the wild one day and that thing jumped in front of me, that would just be all the nightmare fuel I ever needed to give up and go home. You're probably right. I probably agree with you on that. Like, the, it would. The first time <laughs> that came out and just started doing the little, you know, 
like, oh no, I'm trapped in a box thing without actually saying it. I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. This has been a good run. Hey, where's the phone booth at? Like, I need to call home. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so I'm learning as, as this franchise continues, um, especially in the gaming world. Um, sorry for jumping from game to movies. Um, but in the gaming world, it appears that so... Whereas in the past, when new when new games came out with the titles, you only had um, two mythical creatures. Um, now, apparently, with Sword and Shield, the mythical the mythical creatures continue because now they're doing they're doing expansions. So I, I just learned that there's a new mythical creature besides the lion and the um, what was that a bird? Yeah, and, I mean they have it's always a few per game, and you're just like how many legendary like universe altering creatures are there that exist in any given time like i kind of get it to a certain degree if we're going to call back to some stephen king kind of stuff here again where you have pennywise and you have the turtle it always makes sense when you have the two versions you have your one who is you know the counterpoint to another and it makes sense so but then if you put the whole series together you're like there's like 40 of these things roaming around now <laughs> and are probably sitting on somebody's belt right now. Yeah, that's true. So this this new um, and like we were saying earlier, the movies always come back to link the games. This this new uh, mythical creature that's coming out is considered a rogue monkey Pokemon. So he's a dark and grass type Pokemon, and um, they're naming him Zarude. And apparently, he's supposed to be a major um, play a major role in the new movie. So Pokemon guys has a new movie coming out later this year. Um, titled Coco. What? No, Coco? seriously, no, no joke. That's a that's the title of the new movie. It's called Coco. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm pretty uh, sure by the time it gets to America, the title will change. I say, but. you know, what's really irritating about that is that's what my that's what my son calls me is Coco. So now, if he ever sees like commercials or advertisements, he's gonna be like Coco. Like, yeah, bud, that's your dad's in a Pokemon movie. Um, I wish. But yeah, so this franchise, like we said, is probably going to be here after we are gone, guys. So it's just going to keep evolving into something new and unique. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those, you know, back in my day, there was only 150 and you had to make do with what you had. <laughs> and you didn't want to level them up too fast either. Otherwise, they would ignore you at their, they would ignore you at their own peril in battle. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just didn't... Uh, I can't imagine. I, it's hard to imagine at this point there ever being a time when you wouldn't be looking forward to a Pokemon release. It's like that. It's like Nintendo's mainstays, um, Mario. Mm -hmm. Every every year or two, you have something. Uh, and some of those years, a couple times that year, you have something. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Zelda, yeah, Zelda is yeah. another one. Um, yeah. And then Pokemon. That's it. Those are the only games I know where you can have over. Got at least twenty games in the main series by itself mm -hmm. before, and no one gets tired of it. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because we're on like what Fast and Furious ten now, and I've kind of gotten a little sick and tired oh, of those, and by that meaning I've been tired of it since Tokyo Drift, but yeah. <laughs> I can't say that. I, I love that series up until after, um, 
Well, no, I liked it after Chris Chris Walker died, or Paul Walker died. Um, but I think I just think the quality of them have, has gone down since Paul Walker is no longer a part of it. That's true. <laughs> I will give you that. Uh, and I do love The Rock. So, which, by the way, if they ever do a live action Pokemon, I'm going for The Rock as a Machamp. Machamp. That's the, yep. That's that's it. That's the only one hey, I got. It's possible. Possibly be a Groot. Yeah. <laughs> Groot. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they always have new movies. They always have, God, I mean, new games, new cards. There's always a new card set. And that's one thing we kind of touched on a little bit. But the card game that I can remember was kind of convoluted, a little difficult to play, but also is fairly similar to certain aspects of other card games that came before it, like Magic the Gathering and that kind of stuff. Magic is a classic. Oh, yeah. People still play Magic, actually. Oh, yeah. Not as many, but people do still play it. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a comic book shop and seen, like, a 60-year-old guy yelling at somebody who's, (laughs) you know, some teen who just started playing the game. It's like, that's not how you do this. And it's like, dude, you could be his grandpa. Shut up. Like, that's... That's one thing about card games, though, um, dealing with any any of the series, especially Pokemon, is that that separates it from the game is you actually have to be skilled because there's so many rules, and then there are new rules that they make for the card games, and so many configurations of the of, of the decks that you have that can that can make your literally make you OP unless the, unless there are rules against certain decks which they do implement now. So I mean that's. That's one thing I do like about the card games um, over over the over the video games is that you can have a, a deck, a rare deck that they don't even sell anymore, and you have older cards, but they're just as mo- they're just as powerful or more powerful than the newer decks that they, that come out. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a fair way to go. So, how many different Pokemon games did you actually wind up going to? Like, did you play all of them? Like, one of each series, not necessarily... Or one of each generation, I should say. Not just, um, like, the you know, the more recent ones. Because I trailed off. I, I went red and blue. I had both of them. I skipped yellow. And then I went with the next ones, which I believe were green. Mm-hmm. Like, leaf green and... Fire, was it ruby red? Fire red? I can't remember. Ruby red. It was ruby. Okay. Yeah, and I, I went with those, and then I dropped off again until black and white, mm-hmm. and then I did X and Y, mm-hmm. and then let's go Eevee. You played the classics, man. Sorry, let's go Pikachu, yeah. You played the classics. I, to be honest, um, was not really um, all into Pokemon, because again, I'm a sci-fi nerd, so Pokemon is more fantasy. But I, I did, like I said, I've played it, and I did get into it a little bit, um, just before X and Y came out, uh, a couple years before X and Y came out, and I was aware of it. It's just I, me, I sort of, I sort of grew up before that Pokemon thing became big. So my the stuff, the stuff that that I was into uh, was less Pokemon, more Magic, um, things like that. So I'm a D and D guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, see, I I enjoy my fair share of D and D stuff as well, which. You could actually have something in the Pokemon world that could work well for a D&D type game. Probably. But, D&D fits everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, that's true. If you got a D20, you can you can do it. Um, but it's... Uh, i trying to think here. I mean, 
obviously Sword and Shield just came out last year. They're, they don't have anything on the slate game-wise for a little bit unless it's like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or, you know, Puzzle League or something like that. But... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they... they well, I had something I totally forgot now where I was going to go. The one thing we didn't discuss is how... Pokemon, at certain points, seems to not really be aware of what planet it's on. Oh, yeah, the universe. Like, is it, like, is it Earth? Is it um, Earth 2? Is there some type of multiverse and Pokemon is, like, slept dab in the middle? But yeah. it's similar to real world? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. They, they make references in some of the games to real life, or I shouldn't say real life, like, I mean, they do exist in real life. I'm running in circles here. That's dumb. But they, they make references to real places on Earth. So Mount mm. Everest being one of them. Uh, Chinese food being, you know, another thing that they mention that you're just like, okay. Uh, some Pokedex entries even mention, like, was the one I read earlier from Ghastly, where it's like it can take down an Indian elephant in a few seconds, specifically saying Indian elephant. I'm like, okay, so does India exist on this planet? Like, right. You know, and it's like you said off when we were off mic. There's the, is this like an Earth two kind of thing, or is it, uh, you know, is this something more? Like, is it its own planet? They just have certain similarly named things, like right. yeah. So I, I've always kind of wondered that. So we definitely know that some Pokemon are in fact people, and some of them even started off that way and or started off as people and turned into Pokemon like Kadabra. Yes, I think yeah. Um, off 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 um camera, <laughs> <laughs> off um Mike. You said that um cadavers are basically children that um evolve one, into. One of the Pokedex entries states that one day a child woke up and became a cadaver. Yeah. Which you know most awkward breakfast area, most awkward breakfast ever, or worst way to find out you hit puberty. I don't know which one it is. You know that sort of kind of makes sense though, because also if you if you into the game Pokedexes and you notice that they can't talk but their strong psychic abilities and the way they act sometimes it's like bending like bending for so like the Matrix when, when, when the kid was learning how to use their powers the, the potential um, the potential um, the yeah there is no spoon kid yes like, yeah. yes so yeah that, that's, that sort of makes sense yeah okay. I think so and most of the ones that they suggest are like that they call Neo, sorry. Yeah, the ones that they call humanoid um, are usually in the psychic group. So uh, that's one thing that pops up fairly often is like, yeah, these are, uh, these might have potentially been people who, I don't know, either came in contact with the ewes from the Ninja Turtles or they, you know, something <laughs> happened to where they all of a sudden mutated into weird cat creatures. Maybe, maybe the parents got them too close to the mega sites. You're right. <laughs> the megasite stones and they evolved them. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, here's but sweetheart, here's your birthday gift. But I guess it all it, it makes more sense whenever you realize that yeah, some of these Pokemon literally created all life on this planet and mm -hmm. also had the capabilities of taking all that life away. So it kind of makes sense that I don't know. It's like are these Pokemon like the X Men of our world? Or mm -hmm. you know, like are they? We have humans, and then there are some who just have these latent abilities that come out at mm. random times. Because so I, I don't think everybody who dies turns into a ghost Pokemon, because I'm 
pretty sure that'd be horrifically weird. Like, I mean, I, I can't imagine, <laughs> especially the ones that retain their former memories, where it's like, do you have a RoboCop situation where it's just like floating by your house like once a day, every like every day until you're finally like, is that you? <laughs> right. But so I can't imagine what that would be like, especially if they probably remember their own death. Right. It's getting really dark. Well, I mean, so let's go back to the movie uh, Pokemon Detective. It's sort of they sort of they didn't explain what we're talking about right now, but they sort of alluded to it with the old the whole soul swap thing they were doing. Yeah. So I mean, that was yeah. Yeah, which I heard they were gonna make a sequel to that. All right, how are they gonna stuff Ryan Reynolds back into that Pikachu? Like, how are we? How are we gonna have? How are we gonna do this? Oh God! All the best movies revolve around Ryan. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> like, Detective Pikachu was one of the greatest video game adaptations of all time. Yes. And live action, yes. Yeah, and just like the Sonic movie, like, it, but it also kind of gives you that lasting power of Pokemon too. Is like that movie was guaranteed to at least be a hit because you had all the. All the uh, kids who grew up with it, who are now adults, going like, yeah, I'm going to take my kids to see this movie because they're probably still playing it. They love right. it. Like, it has shaped aspects of pop culture for the past 30 years. Right. Almost 30. Right. We're getting there. But yeah. I know the 80s, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. I actually, when that movie, uh, when Pokemon Detectives um, was coming out, I actually said I wasn't going to go see it. And I didn't go to the theaters to see it because I thought it was going to flop. And then I, I, I bought it. Um, cause I have little ones that are into that and, and, um, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is good. So, I mean, yeah, I, I underestimated the movie, but it was a good movie. And I yeah. mean, it, it does give you some backdrop on some things, it doesn't go deep in the history of Pokemon, but it does give you sort of, you, you'll understand the relationship between, between Pokemon and humans a little bit more if you were to watch that movie. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's really funny because they even call out some of the, uh, more horrifying aspects of certain Pokemon, like uh, Cubone at the very beginning there. Oh, yeah. It's just like, wow, that's, you wear your dead mother's skull pretty well there, buddy. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, yeah. So definitely uh, Cubone has got some issues. Yeah. Which if you think, like, all of them do that. So are do most Marowaks then, like, died during the child? birthing process or you know like how is that do they kill them like like is it like a praying mantis situation i don't know there's a lot going on there yeah that's that's true um <laughs> think about that when you go to sleep tonight <laughs> or not <laughs> yeah but no it's wow um yeah, Pokemon is, is Pokemon can be dark, but it it all, it all, there's also light in it as well. So, mm -hmm. and a lot of, I think a lot of things we focus on are the light sides, because um, just as much as the darkness plays into it with the the soul taking stories or the other parts of it, you also got to remember the fairies in in the whole thing represent the light, and that's what a lot of things that's a lot of exactly, a lot yeah. of things that the people see um, when they're playing via the game or. They watch it via the movies of the fairy types, and um, if you, actually, if you, if you if you play it in the card games, I think the fairy types used to be one of the most OP ones, and then they brought the dragons in. Yeah, and um, we didn't. We, and that's one thing I'm I'm sorry we didn't talk about as much as the different um, types 
of Pokemon. Um, but they always figure out a way to add in new ones. They do with each one. So I mean, you eventually got your psychic types, your dark types, your um, God fairy type, normal leaf, plant, bug, fighting. Uh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, and psychic. Of course, you can't forget psychic. Those were the original like right. OP. Did we mention poison? No, did not mention poison. poison yeah. yeah, so like like you're coughing and wheezing, those guys. Yes. The, yeah. Weevil and all those. God. <laughs> Every time somebody threw one of those out, you're just like, look, I know I'm going to kill this thing. Like, I'm going to knock it out fast, but I'm going to have to deal with that stupid lip scream until right. I can walk back to a Poké Center after this, and I hate you for it. <laughs> or when, or when, it, when it evolved and it turned to the butterfly of the moth, and then they used mm-hmm. um, the sleeping powder on you, like, cheat mode. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and, but it, it all goes back and harkens into the strategy aspect of the game, too. It's just like, you could have, since you can only have six, what are you going to put in there? Are you mm-hmm. going to try and make a well-balanced team that can counter, you know, most teams of, you know, certain types? Not always the way to go. Like, you, you had to, you always had to have, like, an A and a B team, it seemed like. Yeah. To really make a good go of it. Right. You have to have your attack, you have to have your defensive, and you want to you have to decide what not your defensive you wanna knock stuff out or you wanna keep that in the defensive or you wanna have a healing type. Something that can hit like a plant that could heal the group right. or whatnot. And then that's when it turned into a grind too. So you're like, I gotta level up two separate teams and this is gonna absolutely piss me off. Right. <laughs> so Which X X and Y, if you ever play X and Y, that's sort of uh, and you did the tournaments. That's sort of what you had. You have you'll have an A, a team and a B team, and one would either protect you or the other or or other would be like all your attack. And that's what I that's what I liked about X and Y when it came out. So Daniel just showed me something that suggests that a Cubone, if I read that right, a Kangaskhan is the the baby in the pouch could become a Cubone by putting on the skull of its mother. When it dies, which still suggests that Cubones often outlive their parents before they grow up. <laughs> so, once again, we're diving into the dark aspects here of, like, there's a lot of orphans <laughs> and certain species here. Like, very, you know, very few grow up to be a full Kangaskhan, I suppose. Um, but... At the same time, I guess going back to that, though, the, despite the fact that there is a lot of weird, dark aspects to the game, which there kind of has to be, um, really, I think the reason why we keep coming back to it is because ultimately, it just, it's a feel-good, light-hearted, like, the light overshines all the negative aspects of it. Like, it's one of the greater feel-good series that I can remember playing. Like, Mario, you always feel good. When you play, it's lighthearted, it's fun. You always have a feeling that Bowser and Mario never really have it in for each other that bad. Otherwise, well, things would have changed a long time ago. It's more of an ego thing between Mario and and Bowser. So. Right, I mean, they, they, it's an ego thing, but they occasionally still like to go go-karting together and have a nice round of tennis or play some baseball and whatnot. <laughs> Soccer, you know, like, they're, they're good. They, they can do it. Um they can put their ego aside for an afternoon and just enjoy a lighthearted sporting event and sometimes compete in the Olympics against Sonic. There so why not, you know? Um, it didn't get dark between in the Mario series until um, Wario came up. And that's when it got dark. <laughs> I hate Wario. 
Wario. Like I, the, I love the character Wario, but it's like every time he shows up in a Mario Party game, it's like the computer knows like that's the character that's going to screw you over the whole exactly. game. And I'm like, no, because I hate him. Why does he have to be this way? But um, no, like Pokemon, though, going back to that is just overwhelmingly... Like, it, it always feels good because you're always kicking the crap out of the bad guy, whether it be, was it Team Rocket, mm-hmm. Team Galactic, Team, oh, God, I can't remember the other ones. Team 1 and Team 2, I, I don't know, I'm going Dr. Seuss on that one. It, <laughs> it just absolutely, like, it doesn't matter what team it is, you're always kicking the crap out of them, you're saving the Pokemon world. And yet, I don't know if any of these leaders ever see jail time. Giovanni, for instance, he just goes back to running his gym. Right. It's like, I know you're the leader of Team Rocket. I could turn you into Officer Joy down here, like, but I'm not going to for some reason. Right. And I have no idea if he's going to try and rebuild Team Rocket or not. But yeah, I mean, they always cause some kind of cataclysmic event. And then they go away relatively unscathed because, once again, it's like you punished evil. You crushed their organization from the inside out. So then you just leave them broken and kind of wandering the wastes, I guess, you know, to to also try and run their gyms in peace again, I guess, or, or something. I, I can't remember the backstories of all the individual leaders. But yeah, Pokemon is just one of those. God, I, after this, I'm going to have to go buy Sword and Shield. That's all this did for me today, right now. Oh, you want to buy Sword and, Short, Sword and Shield now? A, at least one of them. There are already two expansions out on it, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I jumped onto this. I jumped on this way too late. Oh, no. You can get it. You, you can just download it on the internet from my Nintendo servers, so it's all good. <laughs> but I haven't played it myself. Like I thought about it, but then I was like, I, I, actually, that was going to be the gift for Christmas um, to one, to my kids, and they decided to um, Yu Yu Gi Oh and other games were more important than Pokemon at the time. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. Okay. Dang. That's that's a well. Actually, I'm gonna say that's that's a drop in the bucket at this point for. <laughs> What was it, Game Freak or Niantic or whoever's taken over for it now? Um, yeah, like, I can't even imagine to them, like, oh, no, one person didn't buy our game and only made all the other billions. Right. No, that's that franchise, Pokemon franchise is insane. It is definitely a moneymaker. <laughs> I mean, if you can have that many games in a series without people tiring of it, that's incredible. It really is. Like, it shows you a lot to the staying power. Even when you get some Pokemon that you're just like, isn't it just kind of a rehash of the other? Like, it's a little ridiculous. But at the same time, you're just like, I still need to catch it, though, because the Pokedex. Um, it's always that it's always that drive that keeps you coming back. It's a collector's game. It's an RPG lover's game. Yes. Um, it's, it's a strategy game. Yes. It's got all these different elements that play into one thing. And all these elements also come out in all the other media, too. Yeah. Like, it comes out in the show, it comes out in the movies, it comes out in... Yep, that also does not surprise me. Let's see an article here. Pokemon Go earns $894 million in 2019. 
Ooh, dang. So one series is worth more than my entire family. Like, it's <laughs> the, wow. <laughs> By, and not only, like, multiple times, like, in the hundreds of multiple, like, yeah, I, I can't even think <clears throat> about that level of, it's got to be so weird where it's just like, you know, I, I do wonder, Mario sells more copies, but who brings in more in merchandise? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really check up on merchandising versus. I just thought of that just now. It's like, is Pikachu a bigger earner than Mario? Because he's gonna have to get his shit together. Like, Mario's already the most powerful character in gaming. Yes. Arguably. Um, because he can do anything. He yes. can survive the vacuum of space. Yes. He can get power ups from random ass flowers. He can wield any kind of weapon that you want him to. Yeah, I mean, he can do anything that you absolutely need him to do for the plot. You can put on a raccoon costume and fly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Next to Nintendo 64, people. <laughs> yep, and uh, isn't that suit the one that PETA took issue with, too? Probably. The Tanuki suit? Yeah, they're just like, you shouldn't have that. I'm like, it's, he gets it from a leaf. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, no raccoons were harmed in the making of this suit. <laughs> suit. <laughs> like, just let it go, guys. Oh, goodness. That was the golden age of Mario. I mean, yeah, okay, I'm even seeing more articles here. Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee have reached 11.28 million copies sold. Wow. Which Sword and Shield are on pace to beat based on first week sales. This is wow. this is back when Sword and Shield... It, Sword and Shield had sold like 9 million copies at least the last time I saw. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's always a... And the funny thing is, it's for one system. Well, like, that's blockbuster <clears throat> release. Like, some of these games can't even do that when they get released on every platform. Right. And that's, that's totally true. <laughs> and the thing about Sword and, Sword and Shield is you don't have to buy it separately. You can actually buy it together. It costs the same as if you're, well, no. It's actually cheaper than buying it separately. <laughs> if you <laughs> buy them all together, you buy the series all in one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. Yeah, let's see here. Daniel, show me some more stats here. Uh, let's see. Pokemon is the second best-selling game franchise of all time, with 279 million units sold. Okay. The most sold Mario game is Super Mario Bros. The original, with 40 million by okay. itself. Um, Pokemon Red and Blue has sold 23 million. So, yeah, Mario's still killing it. Um, but I guarantee you the merchandising alone. Like, I, I can walk through a toy aisle and see about 100 different Pokemon toys, but I'm only seeing, like, one Tanuki Super Mario action figure. Like, that's, if that. Right. Like, Mario, yeah, I mean, it's nice. Your games sell really well, buddy, but you need to do some work with the toys. Because uh, you have to start pulling your weight here. Well, so, one of the things we didn't mention... Um in this dealing with um Mario dealing with Pokemon, dealing with Mario, dealing with the franchises. They've inspired they've been player one. If anybody if anybody's seen that seen that movie before, it's basically a, a game in a movie because it's an awesome I is like that, the movie. Is that Ready Player One? Ready Player one. one. Yes. Okay. If you notice in there, they have from they don't just stick to one particular game system, but they have like all game systems to one in that in that movie, and then somehow in that movie it relates to Things, but there's an aspect of Pokemon that they put in there. There's an aspect of Mario Brothers they put in there. 
There's, I think there's even a reference to, um, well, there's plenty of reference to Tron. I was just saying, catch, catch all the references in that movie. Yes. You'll, you'll freeze frame that movie every 30 seconds yes. to catch what new thing walked on screen. Like, yeah, I saw everything from Starcraft to Mortal Kombat. To Doom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tron. I mean, um, they even put, pop. well, not a lot of people like it, but The Shining is definitely in that game. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> it's a movie. Stephen King again. Well, yeah, it's right. Everything goes back to King. And not hopefully just not the uh, Stephen King days from the 80s whenever he was doing enough coke to kill like an entire 80s band. Or um, the, you know, what was it? The Maximum Overdrive days. Good you get, Lord. You get bored as a writer, man. <laughs> I guess so. You get bored as a writer and all of a sudden the Tommyknockers happens. There you and, go. And, okay. Oh, God, there's a topic for another week right there. Tommyknockers. Yeah. I just mean Stephen King in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, I know I've yeah, I've seen it. Stephen King jokes are a dime a dozen, at least from that era. But the adaptations that come from his work, like we're getting way off topic here, but yeah, the, that's, a, that's a subject that you could rail on for God knows how long. Um, God, I don't know. I, I mean, is there anything really to bring up with Pokemon that we have. I know we've really mostly just talked about the aspects of it that have played into pop culture. Do we have a bastard? Oh, a magnificent bastard. Um, actually, why don't we give, I mean, could we give it to a Pokemon or could, should we just give it to the creators of these little pocket monsters? I think the creators, to be honest. I, I agree with that. I think the creators. I mean, I can't really say it's Ash because <laughs> no. to be honest, Pokemon is about Pikachu, period. And right. I can't really say Pikachu because, you know. And I can't give it to Ash anyway because, well, we've already discussed his long track record of <laughs> being unprepared, losing, and then coming back with having learned his lessons, which there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that, but you figure you're going to study up a little bit more than he does. Right. But... um yeah, I mean, no, let's let's give it to the creators who we mentioned earlier on in the episode. I mean, these guys brought something that has really stuck with me since, what, second or third grade? Okay. Fourth grade, maybe? I mean, that's a huge part of... A huge part of my early formative years was spent strategizing how to kick the crap out of gym leaders trying to figure out the social cues enough to figure out why somebody has to tell me that their bicycle seat makes their butt numb and then wanting to fight out of nowhere. Or, you know, like, it's the weird, like, random, like, hey, I see this guy across the field. Let's fight. Like, what? Let's see, what, what is this? Satoshi. Whoa. Let's see here. Look at Satoshi, uh, Tajiri, and Ken Sugimori. Okay. Yeah, those are our magnificent bastards this week, folks. Um, the creators of something that caused me to spend a whole lot of years trying to figure out how to get more rare candies, <laughs> fighting random people out in the wilds, uh, and just generally abusing the wildlife of the Kanto region amongst the other regions yes. to level my... my uh, Pokemon up. Yes. Um, yeah. Congratulations to those guys because they created something that, like we said earlier, will probably stick with us till the day we die and then to our grandkids until there you go. 
the day they die. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I guess on that note, it's a good place to end it. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think we've we've talked enough about the Pokemon and, and, and the characters and the creators, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I am extremely happy with that. Like I said, once we get Eli back, he has more knowledge than I think both of us put together. On um, Pokemon? Maybe. Um, I know. So it's going to be I, a read, though. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot stuffed in my head, but it's mostly like weird game theory kind of stuff, like fan theories. Um, just because I got interested in that. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like having another background character that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like I, I ran into that problem. I, when I was forced into watching like those 50 shades of gray movies and finding out that Christian gray had a lawyer. I'm like, who wrote this contract? That's the guy the movie should have been made out of. <laughs> it's like this guy went to Harvard. He got hired probably straight out of law school, and right. now he's writing a contract that has this kind of subject matter in it? You know, he's sitting there thinking, like, thank God that the retainer and the money is good, because go. otherwise this is not what I spent my years studying. There you go. I want to see that guy. Like, that's, he became the most interesting character in the movie based on, like, three seconds. The fact that you can tie six... <laughs> 50 grades of shade. Yeah. Really shades of gray to this is, is wow. I'm just saying, like, cer- certain aspects of the Pokemon world, the background became more interesting to me than what was actually going on in front of me. So, yeah, there's another one for your nightmares. Oh, goodness. Fifty Shades of Mr. Mime. That's probably, I guarantee you, there's probably some kind of weird, like, fanfic out there. And if there's not, for the love of God, don't write it. See, now you got my mind trying to remember if there's a bondage Pokemon. <laughs> That's they're they're gonna add in they're gonna add in bondage type in the next one. Oh god. That would be terrible. <sighs> Have to be a plant one though. Oh goodness. Vine whip. Vine whip. That's, the, that's a true move. <laughs> right? So I mean like but there's like I said, there's certain aspects about the Pokemon world that will probably never get the background on that do interest me more than the actual game itself. But that's also the mark of another good piece of pop culture is you get immersed into the world so much that you want to know the answers to questions they probably haven't even thought thought of. Like, you know. Yeah, so I am fully, fully a Pokemon fan probably until, you know, the day that I either go blind from having stared at these screens for too long (laughs) And by that point, hopefully, they'll just be able to make a lovely form of it that I can still play, even though I can't see. Or, um, you know, something along those lines. Right. But, yeah. So, if you guys enjoyed that, even with a weird deviation there at the end that came from my own horribly sick, twisted brain, um, (laughs) be sure to uh, give us a listen here on Podbean. Like and subscribe. Uh, And say, once again, this has been Cody. And uh, with me, as always, Ray G. And uh, this was Pokemon. So uh, enjoy. Make sure you guys are keeping uh, some good social distancing going. Wash those hands, and uh, we'll all make it through this. And remember, always be human. And if you do feel like you're sick or you've been around people that's been sick, then just self-quarantine yourself until you're able to be around people again. Well, yes, we all, well said. We all have phones, so we can all still communicate. Just be safe. Have a good one, guys.